Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Um, because we need things that are effective and and that work that work quickly because we don't have a lot of time anyway there you go <laughs> uh so we have some wonderful questions from our listeners and this first one is a great one to start with and i know i have a lot of feelings about it uh angelo asks I would definitely love to hear what your uh, what y'all's thoughts are on activism and witchcraft, and if they go hand in hand, or if they should be kept separate. Oh, um, well, we kind of answered that, right? But the question, yeah, did. I mean, they absolutely go hand in hand, but they don't have to go hand in hand, right? Um, you, you don't. You know, that's my calling. It doesn't have to be yours. Um, but it, like like you said before, it would be super helpful for those of us who feel called to the front line, knew that we were supported by those we were fighting for, right? That would be helpful. Um, the people who set the wards and who are willing to stand uh, between the community, and the danger that comes to that community need to know that they're loved and valued and supported by their community. And that if we take a hit, you know, that there'll be somebody there with good healing skills to help us. Um, that, that helps to give us strength and um, courage and to keep us um, at the wards. Um, but that's not for everybody, right? There are 2.1 million people in the US military. Not everybody is meant to be um, at the wards. There may come a time like World War II where everybody had to go sign up, you know, and you know, the women and the and men and others, right, um, who stayed at home uh, worked and helped, you know, that that they they did the work to, to help support um, those who fought the fascists. Um, so there are those who say that to be a witch means you must be an activist. I don't know that that's true. I do think that to be a witch means that you have to practice with deep reverence. And um, so in a certain sense, whatever your calling is, that calling can be of value in making the world a better place, right? As an artist or a healer or a mystic, um, whatever your particular uh, gift is, right? Um, so you don't have to be the one at the wards, but it would be helpful for everybody, you know, to, to be at the wards. If we redefined activism, then in that sense, we could say that witchcraft and activism do go hand in hand, but right, then we'd be redefining what activism is. And I think in a certain sense that every witch has to be an activist in relationship 
to the earth. And what that activism entails is a personal decision, right? Um, we all determine uh, the extent to which we can change our lives in order to leave a smaller footprint and to make the world a better place, um, to heal, to help heal the wounds that we've inflicted. Um, I mean, I still have a car that's burning gas. <clears throat> if I can, I walk down to the farm stand, you know, and I, I don't eat, I, you know, I don't import food that's out of season. You know, I, I, I have all my, I wear used clothing, you know, but I do buy new shoes when they wear out. Um, and at some point, you know, we'll say, okay, we're ready to make the commitment. We've got enough money saved up. We'll, we're we're going to trade in um, the car that burns gas and we'll get an electric car. But I know when I get that electric car, I'm going to be charging it using electricity that's generated by a power plant, you know, that's uh, burning fossil fuels. We have a lot of work to do. Um, so there's a sense in which all witches are activists because of our relationship with a planet that's sacred and full of magic. And because witches are healers and we all have something to contribute to that healing. So it kind of depends on how you define activism. Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah, I agree. I think, I think historically people who have always flocked to witchcraft has done so because they feel, uh, weighted down by whatever the power is. Right. So I think if you come to witchcraft, it's because you've felt that you have felt like a misfit, you have felt powerful, you have felt like you are not in the for what in whatever way whether it's yeah. bullying or in whatever sense you felt powerless at one time and that is how you found witchcraft i think that is a universal thing so i i do think that when witches do want to well i don't want to hear about that i don't want to whatever that just tells me you only care about the way you felt empowered and you don't care about how other people felt empowered I think that's wise. I think that's wisdom. I think that's, you're being a witch. I think that's true. I do think that, that I mean, certainly, you know, having watched this movement and been part of it for so many years and been very active um, and traveled a lot. And I, I don't do it as much now, but, you know, traveled all over the country to all kinds of conferences and spoke and this and that. That that one of the cat one of the shared characteristics was that people were outsiders. They felt themselves. I you know I was raised in a family of outsiders in a certain sense, you know, and rebels, you know, radicals and rebels and outsiders. Um, I mean, I, my craft name was Aradia for God's sakes, <laughs> or Goddess's sake, I should say, right? Um, yeah. So you know, we're the we're the resistance. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm so Aries, and we're going into an Aries full moon. I'm ready to burn it all down. Let's go. I have uh, my moon is in Aries. That's one reason that you and I clicked. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For like, sure. Let's, go. Let's do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's not nihilism. That's the thing, right? It's not when you say let's burn it all down. It's not nihilism. Yeah. It's not. It's not the nihilism of the nihilists who seized control. It's um. We've got to do it right this time. Yeah, it's it's let's 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 hit restart and let's try it again. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. As long as there's still a planet here to let us do that. <laughs> okay, give me another question. Yes, Cassidy has a great one. Cassidy says, specifically, what unique ways can witches be supportive other than spell work? Is there something we can bring to the table that makes optimal use of our knowledge? Not that spell work is invalid. That yeah, yeah. So she just wants to know, other than spell work, how can we be supportive to the you know, the causes. Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, I mean, I love spell work. I stopped doing it for a while. Um, and then I came back to it as a spiritual practice, not as a, you know, um, like some kind of mechanistic manipulative thing. Right. Um, it came, it, I came back to it with this sense of like this profound gratitude and like, okay, I'm open, you know, fill me up, break things if you need to change me show me how to work with you and then learning how to work with it right and sh and sending it off into the world as an offering so kind of a different dynamic um so i think how i think i sincerely really truly believe finding the thing that gives you the this deep joy in the doing and doing it because i really believe that you are you are the magic right that each of us is magic we're energy embodied just like right we're part of nature nature embodies the divine we are embodying this energy so you're your magic so so helping helping change right helping heal helping change is to find the thing that you love to do that makes you healthy makes you happy and that becomes your offering that's making the world a better place that the other way mm -hmm. is literally like show up so i mean my field of activism has been the parliament of the world's religions and opening that huge institution to the presence of pagans and witches and heathens and really working hard to carve open a space for them to be present and to offer their wisdom and for that wisdom to begin to be taken seriously and with respect so show up that you know like right what's the point of doing it if we don't have witches or pagans or heathens show up. So like a whole lot of them showed up and gave great programs and did rituals and, and did panels with members of other faith traditions. And so that's an example of showing up. Um, I think when, uh, uh, I think that when witches publish books that supporting those books, buying those books helps create support for the people who are writing, right? And helps, broaden the publishing industry so that more voices can be heard and more people can publish it. So, so, you know, buying the books and buying the tarot decks, like putting your money where your values are really important. If there's a local store showing up and supporting them, um, you know, I, I don't work with tons of stuff anymore um, periodically, but our, um, our temple was in the back of um, in uh, the the magical child, which was this very very famous, very famous uh, esoteric occult to you to you with air quotes bookstore, and and then enchantments, which was the store that my priestesses created. It was our community center. It was our community center. It's where the classes were taught and the circles were held and the Sabbaths were held. So those stores have always been um, more than stores. So supporting them 
incredibly important. Supporting your magazine, supporting the podcasts, incredibly important. A lot of people have Patreons now. I have a Patreon, which I didn't even know existed, but Heather V was like, you've got to do this. I was like, okay. Well, I can't even tell you how much help that's been because I've been retired for a really long time, you know, and, and that support emotionally, psychologically, financially, it's a tiny, tiny little donation. And I do a circle every month and, and having all those people express their support for me by being members of my Patreon, holy mackerel, that has meant so much to me financially, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, it's been a blessing. So doing that, finding the, the people who are out there, right, in the public eye, doing this work, being advocates, representing, you know, making an effort, um, supporting us. Yeah, that's huge. Um, subscribing to your magazine, I, you know, I could go on. One of the really exciting things I've seen lately has been like a lot of people are starting to do trips, like Fiona's doing this thing in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And Pam just is in um, Greece. I, I have a, one of my students, one of my initiates is there with her. I love this. I mean, that that we now have like the resources. That wasn't true 10, 15 years ago. But now, like, you know, we take ourselves seriously. We have real jobs and we have income and we go, we, we, we take pilgrimages. That's fabulous. Supporting that, fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, I just rattled off a ton of stuff. Um, even an email, I will tell you. I get emails. I have a good-sized um, email list. I would like it to be 10 times the size that it is. But I get letters from people on that list every week. And I get letters and text messages and DMs and stuff like that from people all the time. I mean, I'm kind of slow when it comes to social media, um, relatively speaking. But I get messages all the time from people saying, I love Book of Shadows. It, it changed my life. Or, you know, I just got the Witch's Wisdom Tarot. And it's, I'm having the most profound experiences with it. it. It's super sensitive. It's really working with me. And I want to just tell you about what happened. That kind of support of people sharing um, their appreciation. Because you you create something and you, you know you do this. You create something, you send it into the world. You know that some people appreciate it because you have subscriptions, right? Or like I have my Patreon um, crowd. Um, but when you hear from people that they really value your work, it's 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 soul nourishing, right? It it keeps you going. It it makes it it affirms that you're doing something of value and of meaning that that is helping to make the world a better place. That that kind of support, ah, oh, I can't. I mean, you know, I yeah, I'm smiling. See, you can see, they can't see. I don't know if you can hear me, <laughs> but I'm smiling because I'm thinking, in fact, I got one today. Um, it, it means everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna double down on that one. Um, you know, and I, I know you've had this, too, but there's moments where you're thinking, was this a, you're like, was this all worth it? Is all this time and energy and effort worth it and then have i 
should I have been putting my energy towards something else this whole time? And that's always when you get that email. Yeah. And that, or, you know, and you're like, oh, it does matter. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it always comes just at that critical moment when you really need it. When there's a, yeah. Yes. And you can't imagine how many times over the course of my life I said, you realize what your income would look like if you hadn't done this, right? <laughs> you know, if you hadn't decided to be public in 1981, right? Do you understand, Phyllis? I'm like, yeah, I understand. And I do it all over again in a New York minute. Um, um, and it's those emails or text messages or whatever the heck it is. Um, yeah, that that affirms. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. there you go. And that's, that, yeah. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Friday, December 1st. The waning gibbous moon moves from the comforts of Cancer to the lavishes of Leo today. Here, the moon opposes Neptune. The moon opposite Neptune clouds things up and can make it hard for us to suss out how we're really feeling about anything. It's a bad day to make long-term decisions as we're not really in touch with our emotions and can't quite get a bead on what the right thing is for us. Take things slow and try not to make any grand pronouncements that you can't take back. You'll thank yourself later. Your daily moon mantra is, I am not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you, that you are in charge of your own destiny. Red-Haired Witch is an online shop with a unique mix of one-of-a-kind handmade items. Candles, jewelry, homegrown herbs, and a selection of crystals, vintage finds, and metaphysical items. Every order ships free and is carefully packaged by the owner, Lisa, herself. Lisa knows what she likes when shopping and looking for her own witchy items, and she's confident you'll like what she's curated in her shop. Many of the products offered are handcrafted in-house, including silver and gemstone jewelry, spell bottles, art, apothecary items, statues, incense, and more. You can shop securely at theredhairedwitch.com and can also find her on Instagram as the Red Haired Witch Shop, that's S-H-O-P-P-E, as well as on Facebook as the Red Haired Witch. Yeah, so that's super helpful, I hope. So I look forward to getting... I, I look forward to getting a message from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maddie has a very interesting question. It's very similar, but like slightly different. And I definitely think if there's anyone you could ask this, it would, this is a great question for you specifically because of the work you've done. Melanie basically says, how can I support people who are not out of the broom closet? Oh. So how do we support our friends who can't, be open and loud and you know how do we how do we how are we still good friends and maybe even good witchy friends to them um community is really important i mean i i vacillate in my personal nature between needing to be literally alone in nature could just be my garden like it doesn't i used to do a lot of wilderness stuff doesn't you know um i'm not as full-on as fiona right i don't have to jump out of an airplane with my diving equipment and swim with the sharks she's <laughs> like superwoman so that's a whole other you know level of stuff 
but in my quiet, modest way, I need to be alone. Um, and then I'm full on out, right? Like maximum. Um, and I think that the, that the, the struggle, but I've lived through, you know, this long period where people took craft names in order to hide their identity. You know, um, I chose not to do that, to use my name. And that was such a thing. I mean, that took, you know, now I look back, I was, I was like crazy to do it at the time. Uh, but I was absolutely determined that I was gonna just like refuse all the stereotypes and that that's where I would, you have to, you know, like if you believe it, you have to own it. But I don't think that, I don't think that, it, I don't think that's possible. I mean, I know how hard that is. I represented, you know, people who were dealing with the consequences of being public in one way or another. And the reality is that, that, that from a practical point of view, or from a emotional or psychological point of view, that's just not possible for people. They're not ready, they're not able, or they're not ready, one or the other or both. And I think that we just love them and, and be good friends and um, not require it of them. Um, <clears throat> people, I mean, I had multiple covens over the years and I, and I was always public. And nobody was required to be public in my covens. Um, I mean, the, you know, the TV cameras would come and and either they would stand with their back to the camera or they wouldn't come, you know, or they would stand outside the circle. That night we were gonna have cameras. Nobody was required to be public. How could they be? How could I require that? How could any, how can any of us require that of our friends, right? Um, what friendship requires is care and generosity of spirit and acceptance and that we support one another um, and that we understand where we are in our lives, right? And that we provide love and uh, acceptance. And, um, you know, your example may be the thing that enables and empowers them to come out someday. A change of circumstance may be the thing that enables and empowers them to come out someday. Um, but I mean, you know, true friends are there for each other. Um, and believe me, there are a lot more challenges um, that friends stand with each other through illness, divorce, loss of job, um, death of parents, you know, that's the measure of friendship is that we're there for each other. Um, whatever the, whatever the circumstances that we're, that we're there for each other. I don't know if that's helpful. <laughs> I think it's helpful. <laughs> um, we have one more question and I think you'll really like this one. It's from listener Jesse. Jesse says, I think about the future of our ecosystem and wonder how I can hone my practice to direct healing to the earth. Hi, Jesse. That's a great question. So, I mean, the, what I call green breathing is really powerful and grounding and connecting with Mother Earth and, and bringing that energy into yourself. 
and then returning it to her and making, to me, making offerings is a very powerful practice. Um, it's part of the shamanic approach to witchcraft that I have um, in this effort to rediscover and re-indigenize, right? Um, how I make magic. And one of the teachings of the planet of, of its magic is this balance and reciprocity, right? That you take no more than what you need and give back in kind as you've been given to and there will always be enough for all was one of the things she taught me. And it's just true. And so when you make magic, um, you make an offering, right? When you ask for something, then you give something. And the ways that we can give um, are energetic, literally, like giving your energy to the earth, um, breathing consciously and consciously giving your exhaled breath to the plants and receiving, as you're inhaling, receiving that breath with gratitude. And that gratitude just is so heart opening and the desire then to reciprocate is so organic, right? Um, coming into that relationship, that's that holy relationship, using your practices to truly connect with the magic of nature, with the divinity of nature, that's that with the sacred that's embodied by nature. Coming into that relationship and learning from it. If you ask, I and mean, that was one of the one of the things I love about um, the witch's wisdom tarot that I created with Danielle Barlow was we asked, we asked the elements, what do you want us to share? What does the world need to know from you? And they told us, you know, the air spoke to us and the fire spoke to us. Fire was like, yeah, passion, courage, wills, all that stuff, a little human. Um, but if you'll think a little more deeply about what we offer you as fire, you will understand uh, better our true purpose, our true nature, our true magic, and yours. Oh, what is that? Oh, that's joy. Fire in right measure is joy. It's what cooks your food, warms your house, right? Dries your clothes, makes things grow. Too much fire? you're ready to move. Too much fire, Heather can't walk her dog on the streets of Tucson, Arizona. Too much fire and the forests of Canada are burning and we can't leave our apartments in New York. Um, too much will, too much power, you know, too much of that stuff, the world is on the brink of disaster. The true nature of fire is fire in right measure and that's in right measure brings joy. So I think that one of the ways that we practice, that you, Jesse, can practice to bring more balance and healing um, and which is magic is to learn from the earth itself, to learn from the air and the fire and the water and the earth and the plants and the animals who are our teachers. And if we approach them with great respect and ask them to teach us, they will. It helps to have skills. I mean, a lot of witches don't have great skills. Um, they don't. 
a lot of younger witches. They don't, because they haven't been teachers around to teach them skills and they've been trying to teach themselves. So they're cobbling stuff together. Um, but the skills are ancient and they really work and they will open you to the teachings and the energies and the magic of creation, which will teach you. Um, I think there's the obvious kind of stuff, right? Like if you're going to use beeswax candles, make sure that they're coming from um, sources that have integrity, right? Think about the essential oils because the creation of oils, I mean, I adore oils and it was an early part of my training as a baby witch in New York. I mean, the oil office and making the, uh, I still have. You, someday when you're in New York, uh, I, will, I will open some of my magical bottles and wave them under your nose. I mean, I have oils that are over 40 years old and they are so powerful. But now, you know, the creation of oils takes a real toll on the planet. So let's think about that. Um, everybody's talking about don't use white sage. Well, if you're in Crete, yeah, you can use white sage because it grows all over the, the island, right? Um, so like what herbs are we using and how are they grown? Are they sustainably grown? Um, so there are those sort of very practical kinds of things that people are now talking about that we didn't years ago. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't on our radar. Um, I mean, those are very simple things, but at a deeper level, they're very important. Um, but at a deeper level, there is, I would say, um, you know, the Sabbaths are, are about attuning ourselves to these really profound shifts in energies and learning to attune ourselves to them so that we start to work in harmony with the planet. Um, using the techniques, the practices uh, <clears throat> to begin to open your consciousness, um, plant medicine, journeying, ecstatic practices, even casting circle when done properly alters your consciousness profoundly. Um, and in that altered state, you're more capable of receiving the wisdom and the guidance. Um, and it's good guidance. I mean, it's the best. And I, I think that the cultivate, you know, the world needs our witches and witches need skills and the cultivation of your skills. Um, then I'll become the means by which the planet gets what it needs to heal. So witches are healers. Some, you know, master your practices, use them well, listen to what, uh, what the wisdom is that you're being offered and, um, and take it. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>